you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. Choir. Oh, lovely day, 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 lovely day. Choir. Oh, lovely day. Come on, choir. Oh, lovely day. Come on. Listen, I had to let my soul talk to you real quick. Let me talk to you about something. <laughs> isn't God, listen, isn't God good? Oh, my goodness. Let me just jump right into it. The day that I had, you cannot tell me that there is a G-O-D over it. <sighs> so all this excitement is coming from, drum roll, get my drum roll. Get my drum roll. I quit the job. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Listen, because I did, because I had to. You knew it was coming, just like I knew it was coming. You, you heard our convos before. You, you felt your girl. You was like her energy is off a little bit. What happened? And I was telling you every day, or whenever the situations arise, I was like, bruh, it's getting out of control. But let me tell you what happened. So. Remember when I was telling you that I had a real terrible headache and I was like, okay, this is getting outrageous. Um, and if I didn't, I meant to. So just act like I did. Shake your head. Okay, great. Thanks. I was sitting at the desk and I was like, bro, I'm going to leave. I'm going home for the day, right? Went ahead and left. I was supposed to sleep on it to see how I was going to feel. And the freedom that came from leaving the job was like, wow, I feel different just by knowing that I'm going home and I'm leaving for the day. And then two interviews came in, two calls back to back. I was like, hmm, hello? They was like, yeah, hi, may I speak to you? And can we schedule? And I was like, yes, sir, yes, we can. And so I'm like, okay, God, that was like a turbo tax kind of turnaround, like a direct deposit with no hold. Like that return on that favor was pretty dope. So I get into my driveway and I'm talking to one of the recruiters who was scheduling me for an appointment or an interview, rather. And we were having, you know how you have some conversations with, with some people and you're like, bro, this was like divine. Like, this is not like a regular phone call. Like, I feel like God purposely was like, I need you to call her. You have a nice day. So when he called, I literally said, and after we were speaking, I said, you know, when I get hired, I will be able to tell you how much this call blessed me. But I can't tell you yet because I wanted to tell, buddy, you have no idea that I literally got in my car, said I'm leaving early. And when I was on my way home, you called. But I didn't want to tell him that on the front end because he was a recruiter. And I'm like... Be smart about yours, okay? Okay, great. So went home, went over the different options. I'm like, man, that particular job did feel divine, but I can't say that that's where I'm supposed to go. Let me talk it over with my family. And after confirming, it was like, bro, we don't want you to drive a whole hour and a half away for a new opportunity. I'm like, ah, but I'm thinking about the, you know, the divine conversation buddy and I was having. He knew that I was married. I brought all that up, so... I'm out here in these streets doing what I'm supposed to be doing virtually too. Have a nice day. So I was like, okay, I'm going to call him tomorrow and let him know that I declined the interview. Pretty much he was like, listen, if you got past me, it's pretty much in a bag. I'm like, yes, but I did not. And this is the season that I'm in and I want you to be in. I am not at a place that I will let my emotions override wisdom. I think there's so many crucial mistakes that happen when you get so excited, you see a promise, but you're not able to see that it's poison or that it's not yet prepared for you. You see what I'm saying? 
So that's why I had to go back after the conversation, let 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 all the excitement and the divine and the spiritual juices that was stirring. I was like, now let's think about this logically. Let me bring this to God. Let me bring this to my husband. Let me bring this to my children. And let's come up with a collective family decision on how far do y'all want your mother slash wife away from the home. So when that was discovered, like, yeah, that's not going to work. And you're right. And I felt peace about it. I would call them the next day, which is today. And I'm like, hey, uh, yeah, that interview that you set me up for it, listen. And after having a conversation with him, it was even more confirmed, more peaceful. He was like, listen, I completely get it. If we were offering you more, that it would be worth it. But I wouldn't want you, you know, I wouldn't tell any candidate of mine to go ahead and A, B, and C. So it was amazing. Then we went on top of talking, again, more divine. God was just like, just in case you thought that first conversation was coincidence, <laughs> let me throw another confirmational piece all in in this thing. By the time we were done I was on fire I felt like I was sitting through a whole church sermon like real talk I was like God you are in the mist hold on what was that something dropped anyway you were in the mist and it was absolutely positively divine like it was God and can't nobody tell me differently so I decided I said okay I called the job this morning before I went to any of my interviews because I knew what it was the job that I quit right before quitting called them this morning and I was like hey let supervisor know I'll be there on Monday okay great um but after having that conversation and having two interviews literally back to back today I was like why are you holding up somebody else's blessing Because I believe that if you are not operating at your full potential in something, that you literally are holding up somebody's blessing. If it's not a fit for you, don't put your foot in Cinderella's shoe. That rhymed by mistake, but you see what I'm saying. And so I'm like, okay, cool. Let me go ahead and how am I going to do this? Because I still wanted to make sure that even in my exit that I illustrated grace because I understand that I am a mannequin for the kingdom. That everything that I do is going to be filled with drippage of integrity and class and grace. No one is ever going to be able to say, man, she really didn't know because even if you did, you putting another tail on that dog and that whole thing is a lie. So have a nice day. So I went in there today, <laughs> walked in. Listen, I had uh, non-dress attire so that everybody was clear. Like, hmm. But I did a beeline, went straight into the office, opened up my office, uh, pretty much got the three things that I wanted because I was cleaning up little by little because your girl already felt this coming. I got the little decor that my kids got me. I uh, got the rose that my husband got me. And I picked up my calendar that my, my, my son brought and pretty much went to the front office, left off my badge. They was like, oh, what am I what am I supposed to do with this? And I did the cutthroat season like on my neck. And they were like, you leave it. And I did the peace sign so everybody knew. And I said, have a great day. And I walked out because they had customers and clientele that was sitting in the front office waiting for, I didn't want to make it a big scene. Just like, mm, okay, bye now. Little did they know. All they saw was some woman going in looking fabulous and dressed down clothes, just picked up some, went in the back with no decor, came out the front office with decor. Hmm, who knew? You know, they, they would have known nothing happened. So I made it seamless. Don't even get in the parking lot. They like, girl, we heard you laugh. <laughs> it is what it is. I ain't got no time, but let me go ahead and fast forward through um gossiping grandbabies. I feel so free. I feel so light. I feel so full of wisdom, encouragement, and just all things, man. I am growing. I have gotten to the place in my life that I have no regrets. That I understand that 
every piece of the puzzle is a part of my journey and I just have to figure out two things does it fit the season that I'm in or is it for somebody else's canvas I am no longer trying to force puzzle pieces to fit that don't equate to the end goal that God has for me and it takes wisdom to not force something that you want but that doesn't fit you know what a surefire way a a litmus test is to confirm I don't think this is for me if you feel the elements of the situation around you when I read about Meshach Bendigo all them boys remember we were talking about them last on our last conversation Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, when I read that they went into, and you should have read your Bible, but that's between you and God. Have a nice day. When I read that them boys went ahead and went in the fire den and that it was turned up seven times hotter, but that they did not even smell like smoke, their clothes were still intact, everything else that was going around, their clothes were still intact. Let me explain something to you. Do you understand that in order to have God's covering, he will put a covering over you so that you would not feel the elements? It's almost the equivalent to when Noah went ahead and built the ark. The reason why he was in the ark and he was protected, the reason why God went ahead and held back the elements of rain is because he wanted to make sure if I gave Noah this calling, if I gave Noah this purpose, then I want to make sure he's protected for the elements before I bring anything else of destruction around him. So I am clear that when God is in the midst of a purpose situation and calling for you, you will not feel feel the elements. So when there is a litmus test in the mix where you start to feel like, bruh, this is affecting me a little bit more than usual. If you are feeling the elements, I need you to play Marco Polo in the spirit and ask God, are you still here? Because nine times out of ten, if you're feeling that the covering is missing, And you're starting to operate into your own strength. And when you do that, the weight always feels heavier. The den is always going to feel 10 times hotter. But there's something about being in something and God is in there with you. He gives you a special robe that it's like you'll be able to see the situation. You'll be able to hear the situation, but it won't impact you. And you won't feel the elements because I'm covering you in the situation. When it feels off and you are still trying to give your best attempt, I want to challenge that maybe, maybe you're off course. That God went ahead and he continued to move or he shuffled to the left or the right, and you are no longer spiritually aligned to what God has for you. And so I couldn't bypass the fact that I felt so free today. I spoke to one of my coworkers after she was like, now I feel at peace at the decision that you made because you even seem different. You're talking different. You're feeling lighter. And I said, because I'm clear, I understand that my superpower is clarity because my calling in the way that God wired me, I am wired to feel. I can feel when something is off. I can feel when somebody else is feeling something. I can encourage them through that. God speaks to me through my spirit and tells me to tell them something because I can feel an environment. I don't have to be near you. I don't have to know you. All I have to do is hear you. God allows me to feel you and he tells me what's needed to be told so that you can feel uplifted. It has been my calling and my spiritual superpower since I've been a child, but it has enhanced since being an adult. And so I realized that if that is my superpower, that the enemy is trying to create a kryptonite that what was the opposite of clarity that causes confusion, right? That feels muddled. That feels like, wait a minute, I don't really. And so I was like, you know what? Let me go back to John 10, 10. 
because I wanted to remind myself of the kind of life that Jesus himself said, this is the life that God wants you to have. And so in John 10, 10, and you know, I read from the NLT version, it gives you literally the, the prescription to your life. The thief's purpose, talking about the enemy, the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. So I said, wait a minute. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Do you understand that that's the first time that I've read that as a combo? I always read that verse as, you know, he either comes to steal or kill or destroy. But the way that I'm reading my Bible, no, that thing says and It says steal and kill and destroy, meaning that that's his arsenal. It's a combo package at all times. That's why we made up that whole saying of, you know, when it rains and pours, it's because it's not just one thing. It would be one thing if it was just a little, it was destroyed. But when it's a combo package, it's the enemy. And not to feel defeated. That's why God was like, listen, let me go ahead and tell you through Jesus that, listen, but my purpose, that's the enemy's purpose, but my purpose, flip screen, it's to give them a rich and satisfying life. Some comparisons uh, and versions say um, more abundantly. That's where you hear that, you know, um, I came to give them life and life more abundantly. Um, some say have it to the full. So it still is that imagery of I came to give you a life that you're just like, wow, this is my life. And the enemy's job is to make you go, wow, this is my life. So I broke that down. Because I really wanted to get into the nectar of that. And so I went to the, you know, the New Oxford American Dictionary, the ministries and the bishop thereof. And I wanted to read and get the definition of these, this combo package. Let's dissect the enemy's arsenal so that we better know how to fight this thing. Do you understand me? Listen, buckle up, let's go, because your girl is on one. Lego. Okay, so steal. Okay. Because that's what it said he do first. It said his purpose is to steal. So let's go ahead and break that down. It's a verb. If you was trying to, you know, guess, whatever. But it says, the first one, and I like this one. It says to take without permission or legal right. To take without permission or legal right. Without intending to return it. Then it gave a cute one, a definition, but I really like this one. It said unexpected. And it's to take the opportunity to give or share a kiss when it's not expected or when people are not watching. So to kind of comb that in, it was okay. So stealing is taking something without permission or legal right. And stealing is also when something is unexpected. Is that, mm-hmm. I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to keep that in the, okay, so give me kill. What was kill? And I like the second definition for kill for the new Oxford American Dictionary. It said to put an end or to cause the failure of defeat. I said, okay. And what's destroy? To put an end to the existence of something by damaging or attacking. And so I looked back. I'm like, okay. Steal is without permission. Kill is to make failure or defeat. Destroy is damage or attack. Steal, that feels emotional. Kill, that feels mental. Destroy, that feels physical. And I said, whoa, God, where you leading me? He said, keep going, I got you. I said, okay, let's go. He said, um, the fact that somebody can steal something from you, what, what does that evoke? I said, anger. 
Yeah, like somebody took something for you and they had no right to do it. You ever had somebody take something from you? You ever had somebody take something from you where you like, I mean, even down to the play yard, you like, you took my crayon. There's a certain emotion that's evoked around you at that. That is not yours. You don't get to take that. You don't get to take something that's tangible. You don't get to take somebody's idea. You don't get to take somebody's anything when it doesn't belong to you. You have no permission. You have no legal right. And yet that's the enemy's number one combo is to take something. That feels emotional. I said, God, that feels a lot like disappointment. He said it does. When somebody, you know, even in playing in songs, I take your man. It's like, yeah, but that doesn't belong to you. You're destroying the family behind this thing that you think is funny. You think is cute. This is somebody's family, ma'am. So I said, God, what is the, if that's the enemy's armor, surely you gave us something that we can go ahead and fight against. He was like, that's exactly why I gave you Proverbs 4.23. And I said, what it says? He said, read it. I said, okay. He said, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. When somebody takes something from you, it can really zap you and take the wind out of your sail. Emotional anguish is by far one of the most, I think is worse than physical abuse. Take Michael Jackson, for instance. You know, rest, rest in peace and all that good stuff. He felt like his childhood was taken away, right? It, it, it was taken and so he lived the rest of his adult life trying to look and sound like a kid. When someone takes something from you, you feel powerless. Or they take something from you and it feels disappointing. You're like, oh my goodness. But that's why God said, guard your heart. It's your heart that you need to protect. And he gave us that verbiage, guard your heart, because out of all else, it determines the course of your life. Because if we keep allowing the enemy to steal something that is not his, that is not legally his, literally in the garden, Adam and Eve handed over what was not legally the enemy's. It was not his. So Jesus had to come down and do what even them should have never carelessly did. He, he persuaded them through Eve's emotions to go ahead and hand something over to me. If Eve was guarding her heart, if she was guarding her heart the way that she was supposed to, we would have never had that fall in Eden. We would have still been in paradise. But he was able to steal something from her through her emotions. And so we combat that by making sure that we guard our hearts. Is there an area of your life you feel like, you know what, I know exactly what you're talking about? I, yeah, I, I've been, yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of thieves in my air, in my life in this area. Has something been taken from you without permission, without legal right, and you're still feeling the emotional ramification of that? Did someone do something to you in your childhood? Did someone do something to you in an informative year? Did someone do a transaction towards you in an emotional realm where you're like, I'll never look at that particular thing again the same. I will see church hurt way differently because of what that person did in a congregation or maybe even the pastor. I will look at fathers different. I will look at mothers different because someone took something from me in a vulnerable state without permission, without legal heart, but it really was because you didn't guard your heart, maybe because you didn't have the information or you just didn't know how to maybe you were vulnerable you weren't in a position to guard your heart but now that you know that that's the enemy's arsenal guess what now you have a shield against that and I think what he tries to do the enemy he tries to make us feel like it's hopeless it's hopeless you know and that's the next step that's where the kill comes from 
When I looked at that definition of kill and I saw that it's to put an end to or make failure or defeat, I said, my goodness, that's the mental realm. That's the realm that people start questioning, God, did you tell me to do it? Is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? And you think that you heard God's calling wrong and maybe I misquoted. I don't know. I I prayed for this, but now that I got it, I don't really think that this is it anyway. And it's like, oh my goodness, God, literally the enemy is dissecting things that people prayed for and having them think that they heard you wrong. How do you come back? What's the shield against that? God said, Jeremiah 29, 11. I said, okay. He said, read it. I said, okay. He said, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. I said, oh, God, you knew that we was going to need this because you knew that I was going to get ahead and speak on this phone and let people know that kill is just not a physical thing, that it's putting a failure or a defeat on something. But you went right behind on Jeremiah 29, 11, and you purposely used the word disaster because this is the realm in which the enemy tries to make people question the very thing that they prayed for, the very thing that they were called for. People are looking at their gift and looking at it as a burden. God, that is a mental stimulant. That's why people are contemplating suicide because they just feel like, you know what, this is too much because the enemy got into their ear, into their emotions, into their mental realm. And now they're questioning their very existence. And you're like, lead them back to Jeremiah 29, 11. Lead them back to what I said. I said, I know the plans that I have for you, that they are good and they're not for disaster. They give you a future and a hope. Do you understand if you have a hope that you have the bulk of God's plan, that all you need is the, what, what, what size faith do you need? Do you remember what the Bible says? The size of a mustard seed. Yes, you remember that. I see you getting ready to say it. So if you remember that, that's all you need to hold on to because the enemy's trying to make you feel like, nope, it's defeated. It's not even worth it. He's trying to control you in the mental realm because that's another one of his, his, his weapons. But now you have the shield. So he's playing with your, your mental capacity. He's playing with you. But God is not to be mocked. And the shield against that is Jeremiah 29, 11. What's the next thing the enemy does? He goes ahead and um, destroys. And what's destroyed? Oh, it's, it's when they go ahead and damage or attack something. I said damage or attack. That sounds a lot like the physical realm, isn't it? Because let me explain something to you. Today today was probably one of the first days that I didn't have a headache from the job, literally. Literally. And so when God brought me back to, man, when the emotional realm can't be touched, when the mental realm can't be touched, he tries to make it manifest in the physical realm. Why is that? God was like, because you're a three-part being. You are a spirit. You have a soul. And you are in a shell. And so he knows that if he can't impact those first two, that he got to try to get you in the, in, in the physical realm. That's where you start getting sick and you feel headaches and you start feeling depressed. And you're like, oh, I don't really even feel like getting out of bed. And you have no strength. And you're like, why am I tired all the time? And all of a sudden you're having these illnesses and these ailments happen in your body. But you go into the doctor, they see the ailment, but they can't really put a name to it. And you're taking medicine, but it's not really working or working consistently. And you're trying to eat right, but you don't got the energy to exercise. And you're like, what is going on? And what you don't understand is that he's using that combo. He's using that third combo, the worst. He's using that destroyed part and God is like I need you to come back to what I said in three third John one and two you remember when John wrote 
Listen, literally. Third John 1 and 2. Dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as, as healthy in body as you are in spirit. Remember I just told you you were three-part being? I just literally told you that. And I said that without even reading that first. I want to get a shout out, hand clap of praise real quick. But literally, it means nothing if you are physically fit, but your spirit is broken. So reverse that. It means nothing if you are sound in your spirit. It means nothing if you are sound and stable in your soul. If the enemy can still go ahead and get that third premise of you, that physical premise, he's using the art of destroying. I need you to understand that the game is not played fair, but we have the shields needed for these fiery arrows. Do you understand that? The fact that it's a combo, it's a steal, it's a kill, it's a destroy, it's an and, and an and, and an and. You're thinking, man, every time I look around, it's something. But are you using your shields? Are you putting on the full armor of God? That's in Galatians 5. Are you doing that? The shoes of peace, the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth. Like, literally, I need you to start thinking of superpowers and, 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 and super people and Wonder Woman and whatever you want to think of. And I need you to start dressing that thing and seeing that thing in the spiritual realm and realize, oh, my gosh, I'm living life without my armor. And you don't realize that the enemy don't walk around without his. So you thinking, all right, I got a promotion at work. And little do you know, you're like, why am I sick? <laughs> How come I'm making the most money I've ever made in a long time and now my body can't handle? Like, what is going on? Or you go ahead and you get in a great relationship, but you know what? Somebody went ahead and tried to destroy that too or put an end to that. Or you went ahead and you finally got whatever it is that you've been praying for. And for some reason, it feels like a defeat. And you're like, wait, God, I prayed for this. How come? I don't understand. And I literally have seen this through the element of the job that I quit today. It literally hit me in all different realms. And I was like, oh, my goodness. If I gave you a synopsis, pretty much a summarization of what happened to me at this job, it literally falls so comfortably in the seal, kill, destroy, which is the emotional, the mental, the physical. It falls so comfortably in it. I literally got to the job and I was what? Disappointed. Because what? It was not what I expected. So I kept pushing and kept pushing because I asked God, hey, I want a new career. I want to go through the HR field. Maybe this is pretty much the route that I want to take for the for my end result, for what I want to see in the next two to three years. And so I go there and I'm like, man, this they're unorganized. They are gossips. They are, it, it's, there's no excellence here. Nobody's operating in truth or integrity. Oh, my goodness. And so what happened after several weeks, almost a month and a half of dealing with that, correcting people on how you talk to me, going ahead and saying some things to people, thinking that we're having a one-on-one -on -one conversation, and then you're flipping my words and going ahead and doing something different. Then it started to get to my mental realm. Oh, my God, did I hear you wrong? Did I accept the wrong job? There were other offers on the table that I that I miss that I misquote you. Like I I feel like, man, I don't even know if I want to do HR. You remember me telling you that in another conversation? I don't even know if I want to do it. Man, you know what? Maybe it's me. <laughs> you know, it's not Maybelline, so maybe it's me. Maybe I'm off. Maybe I'm just uh, maybe I don't do corporate well. And praise God for my husband. He was like, no, you do corporate very well. It's just that people who are in corporate seem to be poisonous in the departments you're in, so they don't do your truth well. They don't do your light well. They don't do your excellence well. And I was like, ooh, that's why you my husband. 
Let me come back. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> he, mm, let me tell you something about that man. No, I digress. You're right. Let's stay focused. So it got to me on a mental realm. Thank God that you, that, mm, that's why it's important to have iron around you. And I speak a lot about my husband because in the covenant that we have, we are that to one another. But I have that in different realms. And praise God if you do too. But you better go find one. You better go pray on one. Because when iron sharpens iron, that thing comes out sharper than it ever been before. That's why you need people who know the elements of you and the promises of God. It is vital for somebody to be able to remind you it's not you. That's the enemy. It's not you. I know what God put in you. You know what God put in you. Let me remind you. Do you understand that? So there, there was the disappointment in the emotional realm. Oh, ironic, the enemy stealing. Then there was the, hmm, me questioning myself in the mental realm. Oh, ironic, there goes the enemy trying to kill. And then it got to the physical. Literally, bro, I had a headache for like three days. I took medicine one day, didn't even touch it. I tried to go ahead and take a pill before I went to see that, that night. Didn't do anything. I woke up the next day. was like, bruh, I don't want to OD on nobody's over-the-counter. Let me try something different. My husband prayed over me. It felt a little bit okay, but I was like, it's still not. I went and got some coffee. I'm like, bruh, what is it? God is like, it's manifesting itself through the physical realm because you are outside of the element. You overstayed your welcome. When God sent out the people and the disciples two by two, he said, anyone who does not accept you, dust your feet off and you keep moving. Oftentimes we don't we don't compute that to our own lives. We keep pushing because we have an Egyptian mindset, maybe even a slavery mindset where we feel like in order to get the promises that God has for us, we have to toil and we got to go through the storm. And I don't believe that. I don't believe that we have to do that. I believe that we need to pay attention to the indicators in our body. And when the indicator lights come on and say, um, ma'am, something's going on with the trunk. Something's going on with the door being still ajar. Something's going on with that tire and that air pressure. I don't need you to say, hold on, I'm still pushing for God. No, you're going to break down this car before we get to our destination. Do you understand me? I need us. I need you. I need me. I needed me to see this on a different level. That the enemy is coming to steal and to kill and destroy. And what that equates to in the earthly realm is emotional damage, mental damage, physical manifestations. And I need you to go back and look at Proverbs 23, Jeremiah 29, 11, and the third John chapter 1 and 2 and put a shield to those fiery arrows. Do you understand me? He is not playing fair, but we got the cheat code. I don't want to keep it. You know, the enemy's busy. No, because guess what? The Bible says in Romans 8, 28, that everything works according to my good. So whatever God allowed is because it works together for my good. Do you understand that? I feel so free, bruh. I feel like the shackles have been removed. I now understand that with everything in me, I have to fight for my clarity in my emotional realm, in my mental realm, and especially in my physical realm because I have somewhere to be that requires for me to be emotionally stable, for me to be mentally sane and sound, and for me to have a phys- physical fitness to be able to get there intact all in one. Do you understand that? You have somewhere to be.
And all these nails in the road, all this roadkill in the road, all these different things, I need you to understand my only goal is to make sure that I stay in this car as long as God is still here and temperatures that are appeasing to me and that I stay focused on where Jesus is leading me. I don't stop for roadkill. I don't stop for anything, but I do pay attention to the indicators on my dashboard because God may be telling me pull over real quick because there's danger ahead or I want you to take a different route or I want to recalculate you. Don't be so stuck on one way to get to this ending that you're stuck on the GPS not knowing that you are literally walking into your demise emotionally, mentally, or physically. I need you to get that. Fortunately and unfortunately, it took me three months to realize that at this job. Oh, but don't you worry. I have a whole different kind of spiritual swag that can never be bought, taught, or sold. Do you understand? Like, listen, I feel like like if I could throw a gang sign up, get the tattoo on me, but don't get the tattoo on me because I don't really like the needles and stuff. Like, I would. Like, bruh, you don't even understand. The enemy thought he had me, but what you really don't know is that God said, listen, it's four quarters to this thing. Four quarters, baby. You went out there the first quarter and you were like, man, I, I, I was shooting all kind of air balls. And he was like, but it's okay. Because you know what? You practice this. You watch the tapes. You've been studying it. You're physically fit. You got it now. You just needed a little time out. Now get you some water. Go ahead. All right, so let, let's recalculate. Let me tell you what the game plan is. I need you to go ahead. Listen, your jumper's a little off, so I need you to give me all, give me all layups right now. But you have a whole, it's not even halftime, mama. Don't get scared, but guess what you're going to do? You're going to get back in this game. You're going to get geared back up. You're going to get strapped back up, and you're going to play this second, this third, and this fourth round like it's all four quarters. You're going to get back in the second part of this round, and you're going to play like it's the fourth quarter. You're going to be Jordan in the spirit. You're going to be excellent in the spirit. Do you understand that? I need you to go and swing it. They're going to look at your punch and be like, bruh, you got to be favored because the way that you swing it, you're not playing fair. I'm not playing with the enemy no more. Do you understand that? I let that HR manager and, and that vile senior account person and all the people that was halfway there that was not decent, I let that job try to do something in me. I let that storm get inside of the boat. But you know what the beauty of that is? I saw firsthand what it should not look like. And my everlasting goal is always that I, I want to pay attention to how I felt in the seat so that when I get on stage and perform for other people, I never allow them to feel this way. When I get in a position of power, no one will ever fill this seat. And I love the fact that God has taken me that way because that's the same way that he took Jesus. Jesus said, listen, it is better to serve. It is better to serve. Jesus went and was washing people's feet. Jesus went and was sitting at the synagogues at 12 years old and just sitting there and just listening and seeing how that felt because he knew one day I'm going to have to teach. So I want to know what the seat feels like before I get on this stage. So if you are in a realm right now that you feel like, man, I want this season to be over, shh, quiet real quick. You're getting free education right now. Like I need you to smile behind that. You're literally getting a first round, a first up close sneak peek of what not to do. But I need you to hold this promise and I need you to hold this true to yourself. Don't you dare get in a position of power where it's reversed and you make somebody else feel that way. Because a lot of time in people's ignorance, they just cut and paste whatever they felt. 
Well, that's what my last supervisor did with me. Well, that's how my mother used to talk to me. Well, that's how my last situation used to. And that's not wisdom. That is passed on generational stupidity. And I spit when I said that. Do you understand that? Real wisdom, real power is acknowledging this did not feel right. I didn't like it when I was eating it, so I won't give it out when I'm serving it. Do you understand that? That's why we have a savior that he's like everything you would ever feel. I felt that. I know what it feels like to be betrayed. That's why I had Judas. I knew Judas was going to betray me, but I went through the whole thing so that you can never look at a savior and say, but you don't understand. He don't understand what? Huh? He don't, he don't understand what? Name a thing you going through that Jesus didn't go through. And name a thing that Jesus went through that he spared you from. Hmm? Yeah, we never think about that side. My challenge to you is to go ahead and get your shield up. Because the enemy's not going to play fair. And he don't play without this combo. But I just gave you the cheat code. Proverbs 4.23 for the emotional realm because the enemy steals. Jeremiah 29.11 for the mental realm because the enemy kills. And 3 John 1.2 for the physical realm because the enemy tries to destroy. Listen, I spill my tea not only for entertainment, but because when I'm truly truly getting this wisdom and I'm going through these trials and I'm getting these scars I'm taking the time to eat digest and to grow so that I can forever have this fruit and I can feed other people that's how I nana the nana in the spirit oh you thought you had me defeated for three months but look at these muscles like real, real talk like you ever seen abs in the spirit like this <laughs> like I don't know like check my triceps stop playing with me I'm, I'm elated, and I feel like you got what you needed. As you already know, these last few conversations have been, like, we getting longer and longer on the mobile to mobile. I'm blessed that you ain't asked me to put nothing to your um your cell phone bill because I don't got five on it. I don't have it for you. I do apologize. Um, So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and rush the ending because you know what these conversations are. Leave me alone. They are life-provoking conversations. Conversations that not everybody's going to have with you. Conversations that people don't be spilling their own tea. But guess what? Here's a little bit of lemon in a spoon because I'm going to we going to all learn from the same cup. Do you understand that? I pray that my scar is your wisdom and that you don't have to learn this in any other way. Mm. God is so good, man. Listen, I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, um, I'm gonna tell you how these next couple of things go, but I decree and declare that whatever it is you've been praying for God on, that he answered you through this prayer. And I decree and declare that the thing that I was asking God for will come in our next few conversations. I'm gonna share that with you, but I'm walking in faith and you should too. Okay. All right. Listen, I'm gonna let you let me go. I'll talk to you later. Later. <laughs>